Hello, listeners. This would be episode number seven. You're listening to the Punk Theology Podcast. This would be season three. Why not stop by our vintage website at punktheology.net and uh, check out what's going on over there. Joining my compadre punks very soon, uh, Steve and Derek. I'm your host, Russ Shaw. Today on the podcast, question, is there a healthy kind of giving up? New Year's resolutions. Uh, That word tends to trigger me personally. Just because I found out some years ago, it actually comes from the realm of law. It's a legal term, resolution. Isn't it interesting how we try and attach legal language to subjective and objective human lives or stories? Giving up. We should we should have posted this like two weeks after, right? When all the gyms have like gone back to normal. When I was in the pizza business, the pizza business would be really slow for two weeks, and the gyms would be super busy. <laughs> About two weeks goes by, and everything kind of evens out. Happy New Year! <laughs> That's right. Happy New Year! I've taken the Santa hat off, exposing my. You guys can't pretend you're not looking at my zits on my forehead. Mm. Yeah. It's bad. Now I am. I'm <laughs> You can't not look at it. Now, wearing a Santa hat to cover my shame. Okay, got to do a little business. Yeah, this show comes with a disclaimer. That's pretty badass. It's a dangerous podcast, I suppose. Punk rock behavioral therapy? No. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Views expressed by Punk Theology are just that, our fucking views. So get ready for a collective eye roll as I get the old Punk Theology robot to engage in some lawyer speak. The podcast, Punk Theology, the website, punktheology.com, .org, .net, etc., are for informational and entertainment purposes only and do not intend to supplement, replace or substitute any professional psychological, medical or legal or other counsel. The Punk Theology Group or The Punks make no representations of being counselors, mental health experts or professionals in any way, shape or form, artists, content providers and or guests on or of The podcast do not warrant an endorsement, recommendation, or seal of approval of Punk Theology, its current members, or past, present, or future guests. If you're struggling with, have specific concerns, or feel you're in a situation in which you require professional, psychological, physiological, or medical advice, the punks implore you to please consult with an appropriately trained and qualified specialist. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project LLC, who is responsible for its content. Punk Theology is primarily funded by donations from generous listeners who have been impacted by its message. Go to punktheology.org or patreon.com slash punktheology to be a co-producer of the podcast.
Thanks for your patronage, kindness, and ears that hear. The punks greatly value your listenership. Big hugs from all the punks and a big thanks for just effing doing and being you. 2020, it is, it is the roaring 20s. Christmas was your was New Year's? I went to Idaho to see the family. Okay. And it was low-key but relaxed and no drama and it was good to see everybody for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We left right as I was starting to get sick of everybody, so. <laughs> perfect. Best yeah. Like I could tell, they were, I was grating on them a little bit and they were grating on me a little bit. And yeah. Right. It was a good time to... That's a cool thing about family, right? You get those times where, oh, like this is, it's about time we've had our film. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year. Go now. Yeah. And see people. Once or twice. Well, yeah. my, my, my family's all local, so. We went up to my sister's and brother-in-law's place, and we were there for about seven hours, and I was ready to go. Seven hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to do big family stuff when my my grandparents were still alive, and and they were all like hyper conservative, and here I was like with hair down halfway down my back, <laughs> a scorpion shirt on, leather jacket, you know. And, yeah, it was sort of, everybody was cool. Everybody was really cool, though. I can't say too much negative about it. Nobody tried to, you know, run the demons out of me or anything like that. It's good. I'll see you next year. Boom. Um, but, yeah, this Christmas, it was just Dana and I. and You know, relatives popped in and out throughout the week. I, I'm a firm believer in the 12 days of Christmas. Maybe bringing them down to about six. But the 12, like, Christmas just isn't one day. It kind of. Well, I saw some drags out of some meme right? a while about how the hype and the build-up to Christmas is usually actually better than the day of Christmas. Yes, like getting yeah. everything ready and doing all the things and the activities and the food and the, yeah, and the sugar and the booze, like the the new Christmas <laughs> album that right. came out on a gas tire. Yeah, and and like the day of is great, but if you're not a kid, I mean, it's fun watching the kids yeah. open it up. But honestly, it's more of a tradition, and like you get. A, do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Uh-huh. Uh, usually, and in November, I like to sit down and listen to every Christmas, new Christmas album that comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to them all the way through. Some, you know, some of them I give them thirty seconds. And, nope, this is <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> some of them I get through a couple songs. Yeah, and, uh, but there were a couple of decent ones. But this year, that one was the best. Yeah, uh, Sugar and Booze. It, it was. It had some good classic songs. She has a really good voice. It's nice. Yeah, and, she does. It's nice and she big on, band jazzy, like it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. And uh, she, some she's of a songs, masked singer. That was, was great marketing too. Yeah, like she was the Christmas tree and the okay. masked singer. And then when she finally got, <laughs> you know, you her mask off, off, she was like, "My wife watches that show. I yeah. couldn't get into it, but she's like, oh, it was Anna Gans.' Like that's great marketing. Yeah, somewhere else. But it was it was good, and it's it's just. It's got just enough kind of silly songs to have kind of a Bob Rivers throwback feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna but have not a, too much. I'm going to have a Blue Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not too. Well, just Sugar and Booze. It was a super yeah, catchy a song, song, but that was the point. Like, mm-hmm. like the the best part of the holiday is Sugar and Booze. Yeah. Like those, that's, <laughs> that's really what everybody's looking forward to, is just doing that and having an, an excuse to eat as much sugar as you want languishing i think that what if so here's the idea what if everyone like is doing new year's resolutions because of the shame 
of the previous year's languishing, right? What do you think? Yeah. Is there some truth to that? I think it's different for for everybody, but yeah, I think in general by the pulp culture of it, right? Because there's a little bit of I feel gross, and I'm you know yeah. I gotta ramp myself. I've been up letting myself go right? yeah. for a while. Right. Now. now I need to step it up. Uh, I gotta at least pretend. Yeah, Merriam-Webster. Here's the definition, just to throw it out there: Um, to be or live in a state of depression or decreasing vitality, Um, to become dispirited. There's another one. You're you're dispirited. That's why it feels good on on New Year's, right? Because I'm dispirited, Derek. I need some. Well, especially around here, the winter. So, yeah. so would that be a verb or an oh, adjective? It's, it's it's dark for nine months. It's been it's been dark for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's like rough. heavy. Clouds. November was pretty nice. We yeah. had a lot of sun, and then it just set in, and we haven't seen the sun. In a now while. we're in the big darkness. Yeah. So would you say languishing is a verb or an adjective? Well, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> it's in a, a, a intranscriptive verb. Uh-oh. Intransitive verb, see that? I didn't go to college, man. I can't read big words like that. <laughs> well, another one is is failing to make progress. Is that is that right? Failing to make twar- progress. progress. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's another Which one. Which I think would probably be most people on New Year's, wouldn't you think? Failing to make progress? Tweaks, whatever tweaks, the progress two weeks after New Year's. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, whatever goal they we in, envisioned. Yes. Like we, we're really good at that. Okay, so what are your ten goals for the new year? Ten. Yeah, just <laughs> as a hypothetical. You're That's ten. a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> do what, I have... what do you want to be differently in a year from now? So in... In a year from now or a couple of weeks from now? Well, see, just say, you know, we're jumping ahead because yeah. time flies so fast. So we're at the end of 2020. How do you know, how do you not want to be languishing? Yeah, see that's the question. How do you not want to be languishing? How do you not want to be right. giving up? Right. And I think the idea around giving up, you know, it sounds negative, but then we come to terms with like who we are in the moment. There's that old. That, that old saying from recovery that I love, wherever you go, there you are, you know? Like, there's something really powerful about that. That was some buckaroo bonsai <laughs> adventures. Sorry. What is that? That's a That's movie. some boomer shit right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Just it's remember, good, man. You go, there you are. Yeah. What, did they say that in that movie? In that movie, yeah. I've never heard of that. So, I've never heard of that either. When is it right and when is it wrong to give up then? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And sometimes some of this I think goes to age. Um, Richard Rohr brought up the idea of of ascending and descending, right? Like I think when I was young, especially I, I really valued, especially in my twenties, I really valued achieving goals and stuff like that. I didn't half the time. Um, 
but I really valued that stuff. Yeah, there's something I I'm about to turn 37, and I've basically given up on the idea of improving athletically. <laughs> like I'll maintain. Yeah. I'll go and I'll golf a little bit. I'll go ski a little bit. But the idea that I'm going to get better is pretty much yeah. not on my radar. I'll just go and do it instead of push myself to improve. All right. Like, because I just don't have the time. Right. And it's and I'm I'm on the downward slope. Like it's not. <laughs> Right? Like, there's no possibility for a pro career, even, you know, even in your 20s, no matter how remote that was, you right. still, right. you're out there, like, all right, I'm going to get my shit together, yeah. and I'm going to figure this out, and yeah. I'm going to, yeah, and, and finally getting to the age where it's like, that's, that's okay. Did you, feel, okay did you feel like you could have played pro oh, at the time? On. But you think about that shit, <laughs> you're right? You do right? That shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. I was, I was terrible. Uh. And I didn't have the, the drive or the um, or the need or the talent or the ability or the athleticism or any of that shit. Right. But but I always had those moments of like if I really like you still have the potential, right? If I if I stop now yeah. and I put everything I had into this, maybe I can make it. And now it's like fuck that. I, right. I can't. <laughs> That's gone. Theoretically, you could make the senior tour in golf. Right. Yeah. But similar for me is I came to the point in my 50s where I had to come, I would I would golf and I would hate it because I wasn't where I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. But then it was one of those moments where I realized I don't put the time in, I don't have the money to invest in, in coach, have me taught. So what do I do have is I enjoy being on a golf course, regardless of the score. And that's made a world of difference. Is yeah, and that's what, what giving up gives you. That's what giving up gives you, exactly. I enjoy, yeah. I, I am a little picky about who I golf with, because I want to enjoy that time. Right, right. That go back to the time episode, like you're, you, this is the relationship, you're valuing yeah. the people you're playing with. Um, and it is fun to... to Slice a ball off of a off the tee box, and yeah. the next two or three guys do the same thing, and you're all over there in the woods looking for your ball. Yeah, I mean there's there is some fun in that. Yeah, just being in that, you all you're all in that same boat, you know. And, and I think it was a, there was a beer commercial I saw recently with with that in mind, like as a bunch of guys and they're chipping balls out in the woods and stuff like that. Yes. They're just walking, and and then it said, um, you know, the beer for just hanging out with yes. friends. Using golf as an excuse, right? Which is, yeah. But then there's always that guy. Sometimes you get that guy that's just like, I'm going to yeah, win. Yeah, worse. Nobody likes that guy. I'm going to win this thing. Fuck that guy. That guy should go be playing a tournament somewhere, not playing with you. But I like <laughs> that guy. Like, sometimes you like that guy. And you want him to chill. <laughs> not really I, I have a, uh, I have a, a friend who will go unnamed who's, who's kind of that guy. Like, he has a hard time. He's better. He's getting as he ages, you know. But yeah, man, he's like he's got that thing. You can see it. Like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. Very competitive. He's just got a competitive spirit about him. I used to be very competitive. I did too. And I'm a happier person. <laughs> not being too very competitive. Oh, giving up, it's right? A, yeah, giving up. Giving that too. Yeah. You know, and you can uh, just enjoy again. Enjoy that moment. Um, there's nothing. I have so much fun in the summers. When it's warm out, and your shorts and, and t-shirt, you're golfing nine or eighteen, 
and you get a beer on the front, a beer on the back nine, and you stop for lunch afterwards. It's just a five-hour dedicated time with some friends. Mm -hmm. That is priceless. I got a picture on my wall at home with the three suits in golf gear. It says, golfing with your buddies. Dang it. And that's it. That is... I've never been golfing, by the way. <laughs> Ever. Um, yeah, I'm not. I've, I've chipped balls at, a, at like, a, a range mm -hmm. just for exercise and stuff. My son and I, we used to do the whole family used to go out. We never played. I've never played, actually, a game. Walked out on a field and done that. that I, can I think yeah, I fishing would be similar. Um, I'm never going to be a pro bass fisherman, but just something about being in the moment. Fishing's nice because there's a special type of pride in doing it really shitty. Really? Like, like, <laughs> well, like you can have your shitty ass boat and your shitty ass equipment, and 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 that's fine too. Like you don't have to be the best at it. And some days you may kill it with your shitty ass boat and your <laughs> shitty ass equipment. Uh, and everybody else won't catch anything. So there's fishing is one of those things that's got that blue collar appeal of of I kind of do this as shitty as possible and I still make I it. crush it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if I if I because there's a romanticized idea of fly fishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, up in a, in a in a in a river in Montana or a river in central eastern central Oregon, you know, yeah. where you're out there alone and you got your waders on and you're just Fly fishing. Fly fishing is different though, because fly fishing is fucking hard. Yes. And I'm talking. About <laughs> I can imagine. I, I'm we're talking about giving up. So <laughs> that's that is an appealing, but my that would be a struggle to stay in that moment. Yeah. To just be enjoying in that moment. It's hard. It's it attracts competitive people. Yeah. Competitive. Some of the more competitive people I know, golf course, skiing, that type of thing, are really into fly fishing. Because it's hard. Playing poker, too. Yeah. There's a goal. I want to be a better poker player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I played poker at all last year. But there's one. That's that's a low... And how unhappy are you with yourself? <laughs> yeah. Because... I'm languishing. Because I can't remember... You're not making progress. I don't know if three of a kind beats two pair anymore. Steve? Do you guys know? Yes. Do you know? <laughs> three of a kind does beat two pair. It does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. even... <laughs> the giving up aspect that's a it's a tricky phrase because you're giving up but you're enjoying the moment I mean you give up becoming a pro golfer but you still enjoy golfing right but just you enjoy it for different reasons yes yes and I think right. that's it um, you know with anything I actually I started to enjoy reading when he no longer had to read. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I, it was not a requirement mm -hmm. to read that I enjoyed reading. Maybe it's yeah. a, you will be a happier person if you give up on your potential. Yeah, because in the because in the giving up, that's brilliant. Because in the giving up is vulnerability. And when you're vulnerable, you're fucking creative. That's when that creative fucking juices start flowing out of you. It's when you're vulnerable and when you... you do what you just said. You give, give up, up on your potential. In your potential, yeah, and, and you get like you know, you just enjoy what you're doing. You know, some of the best athletes, just you know, Russell Wilson talking about, I, I play because I like it. I like to play football. You know, if he starts getting in his head, he's like, 
no, I got to go out there and have fun and have joy and, and do this. Not if it's his job, you know, he said it fucks with him. But well, I think that may be why he so frustrates me when I hear him talk. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, nobody can be Don't that way. Don't fight Russell Wilson anymore, for no, God's sake. No, you can't be that <laughs> generically cliche. <laughs> you know? I could not play... If I, mean, I played, I played high school baseball in cross country, and I could not play it if I didn't want to win. Mm. And when I didn't win, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And the question is, if you don't want to win, why do you play? Why play? <laughs> right? Because oh, of that, so in, that, in that, in that, in uh, in that, in that genre, with us in golf, it's different. Yeah. Same with even quote the fun runs. I used to be driven when I was younger to get under six minute miles for a for a six mile race. Driven, and I'd make myself sick to get there. And it wasn't until I realized I can't do this forever. Now I just enjoy the run mm-hmm. when I do it. You know, the Fourth of July, Yankee Doodle Dash here in town. Yeah, it's just to be out there and see people and see. Houses and then you go down along Grand, but I've given up on running. That is not my. <laughs> no, I used to like running, running too. I don't. I, I hate it. My bones won't let me anymore. I mean, my ankles and knees and hips. But, yeah. But that's that aspect. Where is that giving up plus versus? Well, I think finding your stride. Right? What you were hinting at, Russ, is that giving up is more honest. Yeah. It's having a moment of. And, like, and there's of, of like, okay, I'm going to scale this back. It's pragmatic. Like, what can I practically actually do with the resources that I have and the mm. talent that I have? Um, yeah. And let's let's take a moment and stop dreaming and just have a... Yeah. Can I be happy even... And, and can I take a moment and realize this isn't going to happen for me the way I want it to? Yeah. And still, and then take a step back and be like, but I can still be happy with other shit. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And even get get real honest. It's, there's that scene in that uh, the film Johnny Cash, uh, the movie they made about Johnny Cash with uh, Joaquin Walk Phoenix, who plays the yeah, he plays Walk the Joker, was plays Johnny Cash. I, I love that scene in the film where he finally gets the money and he goes into the recording studio and and he's recording all these Christian songs. And finally, the guy, you know, the recording engineer or whoever gets label owner or whoever he is he gets frustrated with Johnny and he goes he goes you're just recycling all this Christian shit he's like I'm not interested he says he says here's what I want you to do I want you to sing me the song when you're beat the shit out of lying in a ditch and it, the only way to save your life is to sing that song he goes I want that song that's the song I want to hear and that's the first time Johnny performs uh, Folsom Prison Blues. His band doesn't even know. It was a, I actually listened to his whole biography too. Like his band didn't really. What, what are you doing, Johnny? Like what are you? Jesus is like just stay in here with me, you know. And he started banging out that tune because that is what was in his soul. That's what was uh, he had to tap into. That's where he was languishing. Maybe maybe that's where we're languishing, right? Is where we're just trying too hard to achieve the thing, and the thing doesn't really make us, and it doesn't really free us. You can't fail if you give up. 
<laughs> but you can succeed if you give up. And maybe you can't succeed if you give up. And maybe but you, you just can't fail if you don't try. Yeah. And maybe you just become who you are and and like you said, Steve, you know that just be you today in the moment. Because you're that's who you are right now. You're just you, you know. And I think we are who we oh god, I'm gonna get mystical. I think we are who we are, and I there's that's who we we can't be anybody but that. I mean, I can't be Derek. Yeah. I can't be you. Yeah. I have to be me. Yeah. And rest, but yet want to improve. That's the tension. How do we do that? I mean, do we settle on on a mediocre marriage, or do we strive to improve the marriage? Or do you give up on the marriage? Or do you give up on the marriage? Yeah. Because that that's the struggle with the giving up. But I think if you really love yourself, even go earlier than that, if you really like yourself, you're going to be happy in that moment. Yeah. Don't you think? And, and I mean, we're not saying don't try and don't work on right. yourself. Right, right. I think it's a, taking a moment, figuring out what your resources are, figuring out what you could actually accomplish and where that stuff would be best, that time would be best spent in improving and giving up on some of those other secondary things mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that, uh, and it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes I think I've finally given up on something and let it go. Uh, and then I'll be right back in it <laughs> yeah. a week later. Yeah. Uh, and, and it didn't feel like it's gone away or I've improved anything. And I still stuck in the idealism of maybe I can spend time working on this. Uh, there's still that ego in there, right? Like the spirit versus ego kind of thing, where your ego is trying to, like some parts of us are just trying to survive. Like if I'm this person, then maybe I'll be loved. Then maybe I'll be valued. If I can be this or achieve this. But then you achieve it and you're not. You're still that same person. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you can't always, achieve it because well, you're not. And I've that's okay. Wo- I've always wondered. I remember my younger years playing softball. Uh, we won a tournament. And I always wanted to win a tournament. I won the tournament. And I go, is that it? And I wonder if these guys... Where's my parade? Where Where's is, my yes. ticker tape? Why, why do I feel different? <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel better? You know, and uh, you wonder about these guys, athletes and even politicians, who think, if I can just attain this position, then I'll make it. And then they wake up the next morning and they go, God, I'm the same person. Tim Keller had a really interesting thing on that. Uh, and he was talking about Sylvester Stallone... And uh, who else? A couple of people who had that, who had the, if I could just make it, then I'll be happy, I'll get what I want. And it made them unbearably miserable people. Like, wow. like they were just, they were, you know, prima donna assholes who, who yeah, were just, un- like, way unhappier than they were before because they got everything they wanted and it didn't and satisfy. It wasn't, it just, Ran through their fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's. Well, that's what again Neil Strauss. I don't know why he's from my line, but he brought that up too. Is everything he wanted in relationships, and he would get it in the relationships, and then once he had the relationship, he didn't want the relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, be that multiple partners, be that threesome, foursomes, whatever. 
once he had it, it was icky. Yeah. Because it wasn't, he was still that same person. You think that that will make you. Mm. That was a revelation that I had in the middle of my mushroom trip. Really? Walking around was, I bet some of the homeless people out there are the happiest people in oh, yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, because they're completely content with where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and there's a beauty in that level of giving yeah. up. Um, they don't owe anything. Right. They don't own anything and they don't owe anything. Right. Yeah. And their needs are incredibly simple. Right. Uh, and there's yeah. actually books written on that. It's called hobo culture. Right. It's not just it's not just homelessness right. or well, people addicted to heroin and that's right. that's kind of where they landed. It's people that choose it. Right. And yeah, some of them are the freest freaking people on the planet, which is really interesting to me. I think speaking of mushrooms, when I was a teenager, I met a guy happy dude like that's what he did he would pick mushrooms he would come up from california he would ride the rails like that's he was like homeless guy he did rent a trailer so he wasn't completely homeless but he rented a trailer that was smaller like he would fit in Derek's garage and he lived in it Mm -hmm. and he would dry out his mushrooms with a hair dryer and these lights and stuff like that in there um but yeah he taught us kids you know what to pick and what not to pick and stuff and and he was just this interesting homeless Man, hobo, you know, he would he'd probably call himself a hobo. He'd pick bread bags. He'd eat all the bread, right? You don't want to waste the bread. But I mean, he'd keep the bags, and he'd fill bags with mushrooms. Just fill them to the top. He'd have two, three bags. Take them out to California and, and sell them. That's what he did. Um, and, and he chose that life. Like, he was pretty clear about, like, this is the way I want to live. You know the difference between a hobo, a bum, and a tramp? No, what's that? There's actually this is a, like a formal thing. It's a really? Big deal. Yeah. Okay. So hobos travel and work. Bums don't travel and don't work. Tramps travel and don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. There you go. Because when I was growing up, that was the hobos. I mean, that's anybody you saw on the street, they were hobos. Yeah. They weren't homeless. They were hobos. Yeah. If they were working, they were. Yeah. If they were working, they were hobos. Right. Yeah. That's something that uh, uh, Peter Rowlands, like his work, is kind of based around. Like if he goes, if I'm honest, my my life, my work is based around getting people to realize that life just kind of sucks, and it's you know, it's okay, you know, that thing you're chasing, it's probably not going to make you happy, and you're about as happy today as you make up your mind to be, you know, and whether things improve or not. Um, and all your dreams come true. We always think that, though. We always think that if I can get that thing done and if I can accomplish that, like, I'll feel good. But it'll feel good like a, I don't know, like a bong hit, right? And it evaporates about as quickly. Hey, that's good. <laughs> this is my son. There you go. He's popping in here. So here's the thing to close on. Um, New Year's resolution, what are you going to give up on? Yeah. We we want you to give up on something. Yeah. No. Yeah. Us. I won't be one of the listeners, yeah. but the three of us here. Oh, us. This year. What do you want? To, what are you going to uh, give up? Wow, that's a good um, question. Want to think on that one? And what I want to give Twitter? up on. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to give up on. Pops, it popped right away when you said that. Is my concern what others think? Oh yeah, that's a good one. 
Especially in sales. Boy, we're having all kinds of noise issues. Oh, yeah, we're just like, <laughs> yeah. So oh, he's got it off. He turned it off. That's good. See that? That's a... This is an imperfect show. We like that about it. We do. Um, I'm going to give up on car alarms altogether. Like, fuck car alarms. It's just not going to... No. I think this year I'm going to give up on some of my anger at work and frustration mm. with the way things have gone. And I've worked on it for the last year and a half. And in some way, some of the things have really improved. And in some way, nothing's changed. And I think I'm just going to have to give up on the rest of it. Just take what I got, move forward, stop being so frustrated, and rejoin the team, see where it goes from there. Right. I think that's what I'm going to do this year. Is, is it a critical thing? or Is it what? Critical? Like... Uh, kind of. Not really. It's about pay and and okay. hiring and the direction of the district and that type of stuff. But in the end, I don't have the authority to... Right. You're not in control. Yeah, I'm not in control. I, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't put myself in a position to make those decisions on purpose, and now I have to be okay with not making right. those decisions. And so giving up on some of that frustration, I think, is... Relinquishing control. Yeah. Yeah. Social media for me is a place that I think I escape to sometimes, and I make it important when it's not. You know, I remember I I do I would do social media fast, and I haven't done one in a while, and that's something to to look at giving up. You know, not that I would give it up entirely, because I I'm a podcaster for God's sake. That's <laughs> part of the, that's part of the the thing, but um, using it to what is it trying to do for me? Like that's that's something I need to give up on. Whatever the hell I'm trying to get out of having another argument on Facebook with somebody that doesn't really matter, you know, is something I need to give up on. And being um, being mindful, being present, being being me today and and that being okay. It's something that's not a give up thing, is it? No, that's a goal. That is a goal. <laughs> yes, yes. So I would need to give up on uh, trying to be someone better, you know, and settle into uh, the best version of me that I can be, I think. Giving up on trying to polish shit and just be the best version of myself that I can be. Um, lyrics, I got some lyrics for you. These are, these are from Amanda Palmer, and the song is called In My Mind. In a future five years from now, I'm 120 pounds, and I never get hung over, because I will be the picture of discipline, never minding what state I'm in, and I will be someone I admire. And it's funny how I imagined that I would be that person now, but it is not, does not seem to have happened. Maybe I've just forgotten how to see that I am not exactly the person that I thought I'd be. I love that. That whole song is good. Look that up on, on Spotify. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. It's a little late for tears, isn't it, Barbara? Even though you didn't know it was going to happen today, you've still had your whole life to prepare for it. Of course, you've gotten into the habit of not being prepared. And now it's a little late, isn't it? You're a creature of habit, Barbara. We all are. Unfortunately, not all of your habits are good ones. This was how your day started. Started wrong. Shut up! Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Want to make a punk robot joyful, jovial, jolly, gleeful? Hit that subscribe button. Like, as if the PT podcast was your Lyft driver. Would you please leave PT that coveted five-star review? Thanks. You fucking rock. You can email the punks at punktheologypod at gmail.com. Yeah, they would love to read yours on the show. Follow Punk Theology on Twitter. At Punk Theology Pod. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, Punk Theology Pub. The Punk Theology Podcast is the sole property of DigitalAudioProject.com, LLC. Who is responsible for its content? Don't chicken!